Hello, uh, welcome to uh, another Talent Matters podcast. Uh, this podcast is um, all things recruitment, talent, um, business, uh, and kind of everything everything in between. Um, maybe the next 20, 25 minutes, hopefully got some, some good stuff for, uh, for you guys. Um, my name's Dave Jenkins. I am the CEO and founder of Wave, uh, the company behind products like Wave Tracker and RecWebs. Uh, and today I'm joined by Nick Dean, Managing Director of AdLib Recruitment. Uh, fantastic, uh, fantastic business. We're really looking forward to, to this podcast. So thanks, Nick, for uh, for coming uh, on. You are, um, I think, the business is 15, 20 years old now. Um, right. So it's been been around um been around for a while you based down in bristol you guys cover uh all the all the cool areas tech marketing all things that i'm very interested in you know, interested in i know you uh, cover some other sectors as well so uh why don't i stop waffling for a moment and actually let you get a word in nick so um welcome thanks for uh thanks for, for coming coming on board uh, have i missed anything from your intro probably a lot yeah no that's that's good Dave no there's a lot there's a lot happening so um yeah a little bit a little bit more to it so I think in terms of ad lib um yeah we I can't tell you how many years old we are because we've gone through a few re re kind of incarnations um along the way which is all which we'll you know we'll come to later in terms of our our, our ownership structure and how that's evolved um so yeah so we're marketing data tech uh user experience uh e-commerce um, and also life sciences, which is fascinating. Um, and then we also have a sister company. So we're a group these days, which is called Enable, um, who are, yeah, again, flying at the moment. So they pick up all the other areas that AdLib don't, which is sales, uh, HR, finance, operations. So, yeah, very much from a, a group approach covering um, everything, a number of different I seem to just hone in on the the tech and the marketing and um, kind of everything else went went by the wayside. So apologies for that, but uh, yeah, clearly you guys are covering covering a lot. Um, I wanted to like want to get into to recruitment and how uh, how things are um, with with you guys and, and the industry in general. But I, I want to really start off on you know I was doing some re- doing research and you know, your website the kind of headline is recruitment agency with with purpose and um i really that that would i found that really interesting because you don't often see that i mean and then straight under that talks about your um b corp certification um and now i didn't i didn't know anything about b corp um until i started seeing it on the emails that you guys were sending us um a couple of years ago um but you know this is the this is a real thing for you guys right this is this is not something that's just a a tick box you know it's there i think it's the fifth word on your on your website so it's it's clearly something that you guys put a lot of thought into um and take pretty seriously yeah i mean essentially it's the uh the foundation of the business and the people that come into it um so to give you a, a bit of background into it, so uh, B Corp is um, a movement uh, on a global basis um, that's particularly taken off in the last two to three years. Um, 
I can tell you the exact number now. I think it's around four to 5,000 businesses are certified globally. Um, and it's a real mix of small organizations through to large corporate businesses. Um, I think in its early days, it was very, it was much more familiar to people that operated in the manufacturing world where there would be a complex supply chain. Um, and you're, you're, you're fundamentally the, 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 the purpose of B Corp is that your business governance considers people and planet. Um, it's quite interesting because a lot of, uh, you know, we've had people come in and interview with us a few years ago now, which has dropped where, you know, the comment would be, are you going to meet the hippies? And you'd be kind of like, yeah, that's that's drastically chopped now. And I think quite a few yeah. people are kind of going, all right, okay, there is a reason to this and why people might want to operate in the business and the sustainability fields or businesses with purpose, whatever they might be, because it's in, intrinsic into the world that we live in. Um, and you don't need to be a hippie by which to do that. Um, but fundamentally, um, it's if, if we take it into kind of, I think, four core components, um, what B Corp does is it looks at the structure of your business from its governance. So this talks about uh, your ownership, your transparency around shareholders, um, uh, the, 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 the ethics in which you run the business. Um, you then look at people. Um, not just things like, you know, what are your benefits and, you know, is, is it a nice place to work? But it's looking at things like um, your diversity, your inclusion, um, the training that you offer, um, the progression, the metrics, 360 feedback, employee ownership, lots of different things. And, and these are just literally headlines. Looks at your community. Um, so in our instance, we we put, uh, we have a we have three programs. Well, the, the, I think the really interesting one to kind of mention here is called Motherboard. So we operate in the tech sector. Motherboard was developed by an employee called Sophie. Um, and it's a physical business charter um, that businesses sign up to in terms of pledging to make improvements in their working environment, support moms working within the tech sector due to uh, the common issues that surround gender pay gap, issues at a senior level from leadership, um, taking time off to have kids come back and have dropped potentially coding skills, because, et cetera, et cetera. So the, the key thing in all of this is that, 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 that it's generating an impact in terms of it's impacting positively people. It's not greenwashing. It's there is an outcome for how we develop as a, uh, a society or for our people internally. And then final, how we contribute to the planet. So from a recruitment point of view, um, if I'm, I'm really candid, it's, it's really quite simple because we're a B2B service provider. If you consider um, an FMCG manufacturer that's operating on a global level, it's much more complex. You have transportation, yeah. you have farmers' rights, you have child slavery and all of these things. So we're fairly privileged, as I would describe it, in the UK due to a lot of the working conditions and systems that we're set up with. But what B Corp does is it holds us accountable for where we are now, where we are in, to improve across all of those factors um the flip side is is that the, 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 the tagline that goes with b corp is that it uh, you, that you're you're using business as a force for good um and that you're balancing uh kind of profit since we became a b corp in 2019 um and our profit has improved every single year i would say directly as an impact from uh, being a B Corp, I think just just because the you know number of ways the consideration that you're putting into people and and uh, in the first place in terms of retaining people and attracting people, um, it allows you to come at things from a common goal. The key the the other key part is is that it depends on your structure and, and we may talk about it later is around ownership, um, but I think a lot of organisations are serving shareholders um, and when employees are serving shareholders, it's very easy for them to get up and walk. Um, and do their own thing, especially in our industry. Yeah. 
So what's your tie-in? Um, the final part on it is, is that it's really advanced our client base into working with um, businesses that we would describe as purpose-driven. So they might not be B Corps, they're not all in sustainability, but there are volumes and volumes of products and services which are being developed, which are beneficial to either people or product, mental health apps, or they could be focused around how we measure carbon emissions, whatever they might be. And that's really attracted those businesses into our organization to work with us, which in turn has, has created quite a strong culture of, of, of recruiters that want to work for those organizations. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of breathes itself. So it all goes hand in hand. Sounds like a bit of a no brainer when it came to, uh, you know, to, to, you know, when you were looking at it. I mean, where did you um, where did you first come across it? Um, I mean, it's like you said, kind of going in to speak to the hippies, you know, I guess the attitudes have, have changed a lot with sustainability, environmental, you know, all of that kind of um, that thinking has progressed so much more than a few years ago but like where did you first come across it and and then look at it and go this is something that we need to get involved in yeah it was quite simple we had we had an instance of two times of it being uh, raised within a week one that we'd run an employment uh, engagement survey and one of the team had said we're doing all of these things that i think would be relevant to b corp which is where a friend of hers worked. Um, and so that really brought it to attention. Um, and then secondly, we were with uh, a client that week, which was a large um, consultancy. And they said they were considering their suppliers looking at B Corps as uh, preferential. So it's that moment of going, okay, well, we should look at this. Um, and what was really interesting is, is that at that stage, it, it, it was on the cusp of becoming quite a large movement, but we just got in just a nice time before. If, if you apply now, there's about a nine month weight in terms of the uh the assessment itself and the certification which kind of shows the the, the kind of the size of the rise and the interest that's in there um but it's uh, what the beauty was for us is that when we 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 kind of plugged in all of the information which was how the business had been set up over the last 10 15 years whatever it was at that point um we passed first time so we were already effectively operating but this gave us a clear measurement by which what we were doing, why we were doing it and how we could improve on it, um, but also gave us a way by which we could externally communicate our values around that um, for what we stood for as a business. And I think having the being held accountable also helps to maintain those practices and and policies, doesn't it? Because I think if if you're doing it internally already, then I think, there is sometimes a tendency that that could get lost sometimes, you know, if, if, if something else, you know, it becomes more of a, a higher priority, suddenly it gets left on the side for a week, a month, and then a month becomes six months. Whereas this keeps you accountable to make sure that you're up to date with all of the things. So it's, you know, I think it's, it, it, it's, it's great. Um, have you seen other recruitment agencies um, you know, go for this or become B Corp certified or uh, uh, be interested in it? I mean, the advantages seem quite tangible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And interestingly, because I do a thing called B Corp Ambassador Work, which is effectively where you are an ambassador for B Corp. And I specifically said that that was around the B2B service industry, because I think there was a lack of understanding as to how you know, a lot of people said to me up front, you know, in the early days, well, how's a recruiter become a B Corp? Because then in their head, it was a pucker herbs or it was a body shop or, 
And then when you explain that, like, oh, I get it. Okay. Um, for all the reasons that I said at the start. Um, and so actually in the first couple of years, I got quite a few calls from recruiters saying, do you mind if we talk about it? And it's one of those things where if you, if everybody was a B Corp and, and justifiably a B Corp, because it's a, it's a tricky process to get through, then that's a good thing because the planet and people are going to be in a better shape. Yeah. Um, it's not, it, it shouldn't be used as a, as a unique sales position. Um, you know, that, that, that initially was a byproduct of it, but the, 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 the point is, is that as many as possible who, as I say, can get genuinely through the, the criteria will create a much better environment. So, yeah. And there are, there are quite a few which are starting to go through the process and um, yeah, you, you know, you, you're always there to support them really. Yeah. That's I mean, you've already covered that. You can see that, you know, cat, uh, clients are, are interested and, and respect that. What about candidates? Do they um, reference it at all? Do, do, I mean, do they do they care? Do candidates really care about it? It's the balance of, I mean, when you're in your own community, it's easy to think that that community is how the whole world exists. You know, there's a lot of people that don't care about the environment and yeah. the way that people are treating all those things, but they're not relevant to our world. And you don't really, you know, you don't engage with them because and they wouldn't want to engage with you kind of scenario so i think what's what works really nicely um and uh especially in the market is uh, as it is at the moment both for attracting recruiters but also with clients where it's really tough about some of the sectors that we work in is that if if you're a b corp or you are a, a business with purpose as we describe it your employees need to be of the shared values of why that business exists and therefore, are they going to take a situation at the moment? You know, if, you, if you've got somebody that's very environmentally conscious, are they going to work for an oil manufacturer producer or are they going to work for a green a green energy provider? Now, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. obvious. So get out and promote yourself and you will attract the people which are aligned, which is exactly what we've done as an organisation. So I think people really do care, but it's the same as anything. It's like if you're chasing the money, you'll go somewhere else. Now, it's not to say that the money doesn't exist because it does. And that's a big difference these days. Um but effectively you're building a value-based role from personal interest beyond what's my financial gain from being in this job. Yeah. Yeah. And in the market in general, I mean, obviously you have your community. Um, what's, how you, how are you seeing it? I mean, you know, reports of more jobs than unemployed people. Um, you know, what's, what's been your experience in the last three, six months? of the market yeah i think it's 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 still moving i mean it always moves doesn't it it, it, does, it rarely stays stagnant but i think it's really interesting i think we you know we went through the peak of um say the peak we went through that phase where it was just there's too many jobs there's not enough people you know tech people again 20 30k pay rises if i can't work fully remotely i'm not interested etc and it was just it just felt like carnage um and it's a feeling and it's just based on a feeling is, is that it's calmed down um, or it's calming down. I think that, you know, it'll be interesting to see. What... So I'll come back to it. I think, I think people are finding out what their patterns are and what they want. You know, it's easy to say that, it, it, that it's right to work fully remote, but actually six months down the line, is that true? Or actually does there want to be some contact you know, yeah. even though that might be minimal and therefore working 200 miles away, actually 40 miles away is much more palatable if 
you yeah. want to be there. So I think we're finding that through. Um, I also put it down to as well, you know, people are people are saying that, you know, they're, they're, there's so little moving around or there's so much time. But when I look at it on face value, we've got more jobs than we've ever had, but we're also placing more people than we've ever placed. Now, I appreciate that there's a natural balance in there, but we're one agency out of thousands and thousands and thousands who are all saying we're doing great. So there's a huge amount of people still moving. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. I think it's about... For us, it's about that balancing of the the nature of the client and attracting the nature of candidate in, not just the skill set to think. And that's, I'd say, where we've where, where we've held strong. But across each sector, um, it's it's strong. It's strong. It's tough, and there's lots of factors <laughs> against you. But you just got to be good at your game and and weed all that out and know that it's it's not all going to go plain sailing. Yeah, yeah. It's um. It's certainly an interesting time, isn't it? Um, and it, it's difficult to predict what the actual future is as well. Um, just going back to the, um, the 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 working remote, you know, it's obviously a topic on everyone's lips at the minute. What's what's the general feeling from candidates and from from clients? Are, are people leaning towards um, you know wanting to be more? remote i mean as you as you said in the first instance that seemed as though what everyone wanted to do and then six months in you know you realize that you're a bit lonely working in your cabin office for you know five days a week um have you seen a shift of people's attitudes and, and from clients and candidates or are people still figuring it out the the clients that are saying you're in five days a week, it's just like okay, <laughs> it's not worth taking the work on. I think yeah. it's about mature, you know, it's maturity and balance really. Um, and uh, I mean, the way I, I haven't seen too much change from a from a from either side really. I think people are finding their way, but I think it's I think people are looking for maturity in the business, um, and it being more about objective led. You know that, that they've got an environment that is if if I meet the objectives of my role and that meets the objectives for me in terms of how do I develop, how do I interact? Are we all getting a really good system out of this? Then that's going to work for all of us. But actually if there's something short in there because I'm never present or my manager's never present or whatever it might be, then I think that that gets addressed along the way. Typically we're seeing, I think if you take um, the tech side separately for a second, I think that's the area where the first developers, that's the first question, which is, is it fully remote? And it tends to be that, I think, in your marketing, creative, e-commerce, UX, possibly data as well, that tends to be where it's more, actually, I'm looking hybrid. Um, yeah. It may be a personality thing, maybe a skill base, but this seems a differentiator between that. Um, but I think it's the uh, the best way I'd describe it is, is it's the companies that are coming at it, I think, with a maturity. Um, yes. It's winning through, really. Yes, I, I, I think I, I, I would agree there. Um, although I was a bit surprised to see, you know, Elon Musk's kind of um, uh, declaration that if uh, people aren't in the office, what, 40 hours a week, then he's considered them resigned. Um, so, you know, that's that's that was to kind of cat amongst the pigeons there a little bit. So we'll see how that one plays out. Um, one of the things that all of not all of my clients, but a lot of our clients are talking about is the ability to attract good consultants. Um, that seems to be the, the, the new 
the new challenge for a lot of agencies. Um, you know, have you have, have you found that and and put words in your mouth? You know, the the B Corp stuff obviously helps, but has um, has attracting good consultants been a been a challenge for you? Um, it's always been a challenge, you know. Um, I think the, I think what what beca- I think what became challenging is is that it's 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 a very positive market. I sound quite ba- kind of quite crude on this. It's e- it's easier to be good in a positive market. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> why, so why move on? Um, <laughs> you know, is. Uh, so I think you need. I think there was a time when you need a very, very genuine reason. You need to be deeply unhappy um, to be moving on, or you're potentially walking away from the benefits of, you know, some of the benefits of recruitment from the the financial perspective. Um, but of course, people are moving on. I think I think that there's been a huge amount more um, uh, people looking down trainee routes, um, and I would say that you know we've we've actually grown quite a lot in the last year, both on enable and adlib. Um, and we've taken in more trainees than we've ever taken on. And the irony is, is that those, tra- those trainees have come in, in fact, all of them, and I'm talking probably about I don't know, maybe between eight and 10. Um, and every single one is kind of up and running as if they were an experienced recruiter in a positive market, but it's exposed them to a lot quickly. But at the same time, what we're very aware of is that, you know, take, for example, we don't know what how a recession might hit us later on in the year. What we are also doing is saying it's a positive bubble. The bubble will change at some point. You need to be doing X, Y, Z at the same time, or you're going to get the shock of your life yeah. um, and try and do that at the same time. But I, I think, you know, looking around at the general market, I think a huge amount of people have gone down this route of actually bringing people into the industry. And then naturally there's been some movement Um but that's been the only route around it, really. Yeah. But you guys have got also a unique, what I think is a pretty unique offering in in the agency world of being uh, employee owned. Um, you know, kind of touched on that with, um, hinted it a little bit on B Corp side. But that's, um, you know, traditionally for recruitment agencies, you know, they're normally owner managed um, for, for most of the sort of SMEs. Um, so that's. That's quite a big, quite a big shift and change. Um, tell tell us a tell us about that because I think that's quite a cool sort of um, position to be in. Sure. Yeah. So we were um, we were at a point just not too long before uh, kind of the pandemic where you know you're at that point and you're thinking, well, what do we do? Because there has to be some kind of and I think I think a lot of recruitment businesses, you know, at some point are thinking, well, what is the exit point? And again, it's it's not easy for some people to talk about. I find it really easy. We all have a lifespan. Um, you know, you don't get any younger. Uh, there is a time in which you're going to invest, you know, what you're doing and how long you're doing it for. And our, our, our position got to a stage where we were like, uh, we know that we wanted to sell, but the only option would have been to sell to a corporate because of the size that we'd hit. Nobody here wants to work for a corporate. Um, B Corp says a lot about that Um, and so there wasn't anybody else who would be small enough that would effectively be able to to buy us as such due to the the size we were and I'm not in a rush 
so the, the the consideration that we did was the employee ownership which was perfect for us because effectively how it works is that um, you agree your sale price with you use a, a, an organization by which to 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 go through the process but you uh, you effectively agree your sale price, uh, which is deemed fair by HMRC. So you're not going to go for anything crazy low. You're not going to go for anything stupidly high. Uh, you may get less um, in terms of your 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 multiplier um, that you may do externally. However, there are huge tax advantages which probably counteract that. Um, but HMRC go, yep, that's a price. That's good. Um, and then very simply put. Um, you uh, you transfer the shares into a trust and the business then pays you down over the period of time by which you've figured your profitability against it. So, you know, we're working on about a four-year model that we've got left now. Um, I'm around for four years, um, if not more, I don't know, but it gives me the flexibility to think about it. Um, so what the, 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 the way that we, it, it is quite complicated, but the, uh, the easy way to describe it is it's completely tax-free because it's a government scheme. So it's great beneficial to you. You know, we're going to get, you're still invested in putting your energy and effort into it for getting the best out of it. Um, but effectively from an employee point of view, uh, what we did is we structured a share scheme into it. So um, the quite a complicated model, but there's two parts of the business. There's a trust and there's a limited company. The trust will buy the limited company uh, when we finish the pay down, which will give a payout on, on shares to every single person in the business. It's a transparent model. It's it's probably on the website. You can probably go and see it. But the actual share value to all employees that are in the business as, as we sit here today um, is between 25 grand and 100 grand. They're motivated to reach that pay down as quick as possible. Um, and then after that, um, the the entire profits from the business every year, post corporation tax are decided by the trust what they happen with it. So it could be that they uh, give everyone a pay rise, that they uh, they do nice healthy pensions, they do healthcare, but all of this builds to a reason as to why would you walk away? Um, mm -hmm. Because the majority of recruitment businesses that you go and work for for will be shareholder driven, and when the shareholders a handful. It's not hard to work out. Actually, if they're doing really well, they could be driving a lot of profits. Not so that you looked after and so forth, but actually what's your end game in this? Well, your end game is actually what we've done is the way I describe it is create an infinite business model. It's quite weird, but there's no reason in theory why AdLib wouldn't be around in a thousand years or hundred years or 200, which is really, really strange to think about. But um, what you've done is you've also got a complete open door policy to uh, career advancement. So I'm um, it's, it's it's no big secret. We uh, I'm, I'm moving into a chair role in July the first. We've got MD in Adler. We've got an MD in Enable um, that are stepping up. Um, in five years' time, the MD in Adler probably wants to do exactly the same. So we need an MD in five years. We want to grow them internally. They're going to need a new board. They're going to need directors around it. So you haven't got those blockers. So anybody that's joining, it's like you are as good as you want to be, and your career is as good as you want to be. There's no blockers. So. We, we are building a disinfinite team who can transition and transition. So effectively for me, it keeps people in the business, but it also gives the, the ownership to the business, not just financially, but for the decisions they make for their well-being. Um, but and a huge commercial understanding. That's the other thing. You know, when we're sat here saying, you know, every week as all businesses do, this is the target, this is where we are, this is where, sorry, this is where we are midweek, this is where we want to be at the end of the week. We're not just going, can you get us more money? We're going, if we get this money, this is what we do with it. And they go, yeah, I get that. Brilliant. That's going to get the money and do it as a team. So 
the, the, the benefits are massive throughout it all. And it attracts people in that buy into those values and approach. And I guess the the engagement of 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 the team is that much higher then, right? As opposed to, you know, like you said, the sort of carrot and stick approach that you know of the of the olden days, if you like. Um, you know, the carrot is obviously big commissions, and and the stick is you know being booted out the door. This gives people purpose i guess going right back to the the start of the uh, of the conversation right yeah absolutely and they still get the same model the model's still there the commission you know the salaries everything everything's pretty much well everything is exactly as it is it's just that there is more for them to to have control of and understanding um yeah. you know we've we've had somebody from a corporate join us a year ago that's you know it was that classic story of big group shareholders in new york or wherever you know, and the manager was every month going, well, we need to move this money out of your month and move this in and move that because we've got to hit this on a spreadsheet. And you're just like, it's just, it's, it's rubbish. It's like, why? Yes. Yeah. You are what you are. We are what yeah. we are. It's just transparent. And I mean, do you think this model will become more of the, of the norm, do you think, in the, in the industry? Or do you think um, it will... You, you'll be you'll be more unique in, in five years time is this going to be a more common ownership model do you think within the recruitment industry there aren't that many it i think it depends on the shareholder if the share if the shareholder has got a very clear vision which is your typical thing i'll sell i've got two years in the business i'm going to get 50 percent up front i get my 50 percent at the end and i want it now and then that's not going to change anything. And that is what the majority of recruitment businesses do. I think if it's, I'm still going to put my neck on the line because I've, I've we, you know, it's still risk because it might take us 10 years to hit our numbers, but through the investment still of your own involvement and your team around you, you are playing a longer game, but it's much more value driven. Um, and it comes back to the B Corp thing, whereas actually it's delivering us a huge amount more profit because of the buy-in, the understanding and all of those things. So we're building something much more valuable as a wider as a wider life thing rather than it being about the shareholders money yeah it seems you know a bit like the b corp um certification i mean it, i mean it's all obviously linked but it just seems very you know gives you the purpose but also very very um good business sense as well which is um which is great this is good yeah I'm very uh, tax efficient, uh, I should add. And tax efficient, which <laughs> is very tax nice, efficient yeah. and openly tax efficient. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, if the if the HMRC are um endorsing it and um you know it's it's uh, one of their programs, then um you know that that's great. And you know, let's take advantage while uh, whilst it remains tax efficient. Yeah. Nick, that was um that was brilliant. Um I was I was looking forward to discussing those two kind of elements to um to 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 the podcast today and, and it's not been disappointing. And hopefully um everyone watching, listening has found that um useful. Um where if someone wants to get in touch with you, um Nick, um LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah, it's good. It's always good. So, uh, check uh, check 
Nick Dean, ad lib recruitment out on uh, LinkedIn. I'm sure you'll sure you'll find him. Um, thank you for for coming on. Um, it's been um, it's been great to uh, to talk through all of that. Uh, and thank you to any anyone and everyone listening. Do let us know what you think, what you like, and what you don't like. Uh, we'll take that on board for for next time. But um, yeah, for now, Nick, thank you very much. Thanks, Dave.